0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Watch This Bitches. And this is part two with Tina Wesson and where she talks about uh, All Stars and Blood versus Water. And yeah, she's an incredible woman. Please enjoy. So what was
1: it like playing with Katie? Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, And how how old are you? I'm 23. 23. Okay. Uh, Because I was trying to remember how old she was when she played. So that was... Was that in 13? Yes, 2013? I believe it was 2013. Okay, so that was 10 years ago. So she was 26. Mm. And Katie, she's she lives in New York City in Manhattan. She doesn't like bugs. She's not an outdoors girl. She did this for me. Mm. She went and played survivor for me. And which I, I'll be forever grateful for her for that. And we just have... We have so much fun together. And it was so funny because there were two instances that I'll tell you about that were kind of fun. So the first night they load us in these boats and they take us to these islands and just drop us off. And it's at nighttime. And we're like, well, what do we do now? We don't, this is a weird way to start Survivor. We didn't know what in the world this was about, but they just wanted us to. I don't know, do something different. And we just sat up and we laughed. We had a, a camera guy in camp with us. And so we just sat up all night, sat on, this, on the shore there and just laughed and giggled and had the best time. Whereas, you know, like other people was like, well, should we build a shelter or what? what's going on? And it's kind of scary out here at night by yourself. And so we didn't make for good TV for that. And then remember the challenge where we're on a floating thing out in the ocean and we have the battling rams? I was going to ask to about, about that. Yes. Okay. So, Katie, which Katie's not a very athletic girl, but she weighed more than I did. And at one point, she had me down on the ground with that battling ram. It was on a me. good battle between <laughs> you two. <laughs> And I started licking her feet and <laughs> we are we're laughing and Jeff was like, Girls, this is serious, you know, because he doesn't want people to be having fun out there. Right. You know, he wants it to be good This is yeah, it's hard. You know, like really? when we had the fire in Australia, like, Oh, are you afraid that your everything's gonna burn down or that you're at risk? And I'm like, and eh, they didn't have to cross the river. We're fine. So I just they want people to be dramatic, but I don't know how to be dramatic, and all I know how to be is me. So they would ask me, you know, you know, could you be a little more open? Because I wasn't super open either with my gameplay. Because I feel like anything that I revealed, like if I said, um, you know, CG, she's, she's a little threatening because then they might, whenever they go to interview you, they might say something like, Well, C.G., you're a psychologist, which means you can analyze everybody and everybody knows that. Do they think that they will find you a threat? Mm. So I didn't want to tell the producers anything. Because I felt like it could be used against me. So whenever I went back to play, they asked me, Tina, could you be a little more open? I said, this is me. This is who I am.
0: <laughs> I've always, I've asked every contestant or guest that we've had how much because it's, you know, it's still regulated. It's a game show. We understand that, but how much do producers influence, or they oh, they leave out how much fun you guys are having? They're leaving out the the comedy or the laughter or the joy. They're um, specifically creating because they are still creating a good TV. story. That is dramatic, and that is the thing that gets people really into. Um, get, they're so so invested in the show. But how much do you think that that? I mean, and that being said, from season two to season twenty seven, I guess it's twenty seven, right? Um, Blood versus water. I was shocked at like what the way the tribal council went. He's forcing you all to. Well, I guess you're you're asked. You have to tell your game and your strategy during tribal. I've noticed mm-hmm. like, like flat mm-hmm. out. I mean, it was a completely different game compared. How did you feel going into those knowing that the um, shows or the seasons were so different? You had a different strategy. Maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. I did not have, I still wanted to play with my heart, mm-hmm. you know, because that's one of the things that I said, I said, I want to play kind. I want to try and not say anything ugly about anybody. And uh, so the producers make it very difficult. On second season, uh, well, on Survivor Australia, there was Maria Baltazzi was a producer, and she was, oh, she was a dream. She was so good and I loved her and she was very mothering. The night that we had our flood, she sat out in the rain with us. She didn't have to. She sat out in the rain with us because she's like, if they're suffering, I'm going to suffer. But then the other field producer, John Feist, I dreaded when he was going to be the guy asking our questions because they ask very leading questions like, so, Tina, is Cal an officer and a gentleman or is he a liar and a thief? So if I said, Kel's a liar and a thief you don't see that I was given a choice between the two you just hear me saying so the a a good producer will you know bring out the drama in the way that he asks his questions so you have to be kind of on your guard whenever you're playing if you're wanting to play a certain way you have to just be really careful
0: yeah I mean all of all of entertainment film television it's all a manipulative medium and mm-hmm. t- basically telling the audience what to feel in any moment So when you're in the hot seat and a producer's asking this question and you want to please them that's yes. be- make good sound bites good TV um do you feel like once you've seen um your edits do you feel like there was a lot that was left out?
1: Not really. Not Not really. really, Not at all. I understood by the time I got to the third time I played. That was the first time that I kind of had that aha moment like, oh, this is a TV show, (laughs) you know, because I'm going out thinking. This is a game show, it's a game, it's a contest that I have to win. Mm -hmm. And I never really thought about the TV aspect of it, that I might have a responsibility to CBS. To give uh, good
0: face. Yes.
1: (laughs) So I, I think I tried a little bit better on that third season to maybe try to give a better sound bite than I normally would. Um, uh, But I don't feel like that. Like some people say I was a product of bad editing. No. Like Jerry, Jerry said that. And so <laughs> she really was difficult and people who are portrayed as lazy they're not going to take someone who really works hard in camp and make them out to be la- lazy. Right. So they they do a really good job of portraying everybody as who they are. Right. And but people who say that they didn't it's because they don't see themselves they don't like the way they were yeah. shown. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in, in, th- in this season, I had never seen a redemption Island. What was that experience like? Because you kicked ass and, uh, but I had like questions. I was like, where do they get their food? Do they still have to get their food? Like I didn't get all of that um, details. Okay. I was, I was yeah trying- Because
1: they didn't show it. They yeah. didn't oh, show it. Okay. So yeah, we had that one little bitty hut mm-hmm. on this teeny tiny Island. And uh, we had a flint. We had uh, matches. No, we had a flint. um, We had our pot and we had a container of rice. So we we were we could eat and make our boil our water and all that stuff. But I felt like a caged lion because like every like when I went to Australia, I went every day for miles. And went on walkabouts to Mm. explore the outback. And I could do that on, um, before I was voted out to go to Redemption Island, there was a beautiful place that I would walk to, to overlook the South China Sea. And so I would go for sunrise and sunset every morning and night. But on this little island, I mean, it was maybe 50 yards and so I would pace like a cat That's just tiny. up and down. There was a rock. I would touch this rock and go touch that rock. And Laura Moret, who I was stuck there with the entire time, she could sleep 23 hours a day.
0: Oh,
2: wow. And, you
1: know, when you go on a trip, like a long airplane ride, if you could just sleep, it makes the trip not so long. Right. Oh, my gosh. And you just I could not do that. No, I I could hardly sleep. So I had hours and hours. It's so bad that, and think about this, I have never in my life ran out of things to think about. <gasps> I ran out of things to wow. think about. I had to say, what do you want to think about? Think of something to think about. I couldn't even think. That's how bored I guess that's I was. the
2: point of, you know, Redemption Island, I guess, to break you down a little bit and make it as like a punishment since you did get yes. voted out. But that just sounds
1: awful. It was awful. Now I loved the aspect of not having to play the game as far as feeling like everybody's after you and the psychological torture break. that goes along from the game. I love that. Like I could be out there by myself. I, I loved that aspect of it.
2: Were you able to eat pretty much as much as you wanted to because you didn't have to ration the rice for the later people? Or was it still the aspect of given a certain amount for all of Redemption Island and you have to be cognizant of that?
1: Yeah, we still had to watch how much we ate. And I could not eat. Like, first of all, I don't really like rice all that much. So I would boil it and then I would put it in the pan and make it real crispy. I'm (laughs) sure I cooked any nutritional value out of it, but I couldn't even eat what I had. So I would get half of mine to Laura and she would eat the other half of it. Wow. I can only
2: imagine eating rice every single day for-
1: Three tablespoons. That's all you got in Australia. It was three tablespoons. A day or twice a day? Twice a day, if it doesn't rain. If it rains, we couldn't boil our water. So we didn't eat.
0: That's amazing. We ask everybody, like, how is it? Have you been able to eat rice since?
1: <laughs> I eat mine with butter and sugar. It's the southern type <laughs> oh, of rice. It's oh, like a dessert.
0: <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. Well, you know, and I watched your last just this just this morning actually. Your last, um, you were building a tower with blocks, and it was like nail biting, and Katie was crying because it looked like um, the other. Uh, content like he his all of a sudden he was about to win and it just came down and I was like yes oh. because I was like she did it it's amazing <laughs> and, and you know that season had some because because I haven't been able to see every everything but I had watched all the recaps and I was able to see some of the um who's the gentleman is it Carlton who was that Colton. his name oh Col- Corcoran Col- Colton Colton
2: he, oh Colton, Colton he was yeah.
0: screaming at somebody and he and he quit for a second in time. his
2: first season he feigned illness to get taken off the show because he didn't actually want to quit
0: yes. well i i thought it was so i was i was like this is this is just like very very exciting and and people it's just a very big difference from how I guess the energy of the show, maybe in production value or just how people are playing now. What do you, what do you think is the biggest difference between season two and your last season?
1: Yeah. Well, it was, and they don't, you do not see a lot of what happened on that season because it was so ugly. Uh-huh. It was so mean and vicious and ugly because Brad Culpepper, <laughs> just rubbed people on his tribe the wrong way. And I mean, the things that were said were like, oh my God, they, of course they didn't show any of that because it was so bad. It was so ugly. Mm -hmm. And um, I think because you have a loved one there that you have a sense of protection with your loved one and it amped up the energy and um uh the significance i guess of every challenge and so there was more to lose so i think just the intensity of that season was so incredible
2: right i was going to ask was having katie in the game um obviously you said you guys had so much fun but did it change the way you played the game a little bit obviously because there was more to lose like in any of your plans to get to the end, was she always a factor in them? Or did you picture an end without Katie? Or how did that change the dynamic of how you played?
1: We talked about it before we went and played. And I knew that we weren't going to get to play together. I knew that they would separate us. um, And I had hoped that we would both make it into the merge and get to play together. But we both decided that, if we ever needed to cut each other loose, we would do it. That we're there to play, and let's play, and of course, no hard feelings. And you know, and I wanted her to do well, and so, uh, and I will say, I felt better having her out there because, um, and that's another thing that's kind of odd as a psychology person. <laughs> like I up until. About a year and a half ago, I would probably dream about Survivor maybe twice a week. Mm. We're talking about 20 years. Twice a week, I have dreams about Survivor. People trying to get you. They're going to vote you out. It might be at a challenge. I have a lot of Jeff dreams that are strange. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think that that last game, I didn't feel quite so at, not attacked, but like people are out to get you. They're going to vote you out. They're going to, they're talking about you. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that as much for right. some reason because Katie was there. Interesting.
0: Interesting. I mean, and, and also you've, you're already a winner. So there's, there are people flat out saying they're winners, you know, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have um, any right to be like, to be here. I think Jenna said that on the on all-stars. <laughs> right. It was like, yeah. Well, you know, it's just like, woo, you know, I, th- I always think I'm like, is that really what you're saying? Or is, is the producer? I'm so cynical. Right? No,
1: Thank no. You. Yeah. that That's real.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's real. real. No.
1: Yeah. They don't tell you. They've never, ever said, say this, yeah. you know, there's nothing scripted about it.
0: Right.
2: It's just, um, it would lead you to what they wanted a bit.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, um, I wish I could think of a good example. Um, like, I would pay attention to the questions that they were asking me to see if I could figure out, well, why are they asking me this question? Are they asking me this question because mm. they've talked to somebody else? Mm. What do I need to be paying attention to? Using yeah. some psychology
2: so I, skills. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I knew
1: if I was doing that, then I needed to be careful what I was saying.
0: Right. I think what's really was something you just, when you said that you were dreaming about it because you have dreams of people trying to come, come at you. It's a very small version of it. Well, Jeff said he had PTSD from the experience, his last experience. And there's very good reason for that, but, but that, that we have experiences where, you know, the idea that the body keeps the score, those emotional experiences are ingrained in us and um, and then for you, you know, you actually won. So, what was it like to actually win a million dollars? Did your life remain really the ah. same? Did you like, I, <laughs> I got to ask that question, you know, like all of a sudden, and, and, you know, I know there's taxes and such, but, but was it, <laughs> you don't have to reveal too much, but yeah. that's pretty cool,
1: right? Yeah. It was very cool. So, <laughs> you make 530. Yeah. 470 goes to Uncle Sam uh, I wow. bought a house. woohoo uh, put my kids through school. But like I said, it's the money that you make after. and because I I've never had I don't want to say I've never had a real job, but I have played. I was a recreation major in school. So all my jobs have been fun uh, play jobs. So I never had like a big retirement fund or, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't going to get uh, any type of of a pension from any of the jobs I ever had. So I was able to put a lot of money back into my, into a retirement fund. And so that's what I've got now to live off of now that I'm Invested
0: retired. Invested in yeah. a, a investment account. Yeah. It's a smart way to do yes. it. Very yeah. So
1: that was really, really, you know, very appreciative of that. And I'm not a real, I don't need things. I just want to go and do and have fun. I mean, my mom says that I have Peter Pan syndrome and (laughs) I I probably do. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't care. It's fun.
0: <laughs> well, and and as you just said that, I just have to comment um, for list for our listeners. Uh, Tina is sitting, and I guess it's like a sunroom, and it's the sky gorgeous, and the sky going down, and all of a sudden, I don't know if I'm seeing the moon or a star. It's a moon. I, it's the moon. It's the moon behind moon. you yeah. and moon. the sunset, and yes. and I don't know what state you're in. Where are you?
1: I'm in Florida. Oh, okay. uh, so I I was in, I live in North Carolina. But I drove here day before yesterday and to pick up my mom, and then we leave on Friday for China. I was well, gonna say it
2: looks like a painting behind
1: I, you. It looks so, so pretty. pretty. It yeah, really is. And I was gorgeous.
0: like, and I, when you were saying Peter Pan, I was just picturing Peter Pan coming as <laughs> as Wendy and John and Michael are going to bed, and yes, <laughs> they're like, let's go to Neverland. I'm like, it's yes, right there, do. Captain Hook. <laughs> He's right there. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
2: (laughs) I have a question. Just being a fan myself, you said you've watched all the seasons since yours and you watched leading up to Blood versus Water. Um, When you got on to Blood versus Water, were you a little bit of a fan seeing the people you got to play with? And subsequently, who were some of the favorite, some of your
1: favorite people you've ever played the game with? Okay, good question. Um, I wasn't a fan of anybody that I was playing with. Um, it was more so like sizing people up, mm. like like you talk about Colton, and I knew that he had quit his season. I don't do well with quitters, but he latched on to me, and because I guess the mother figure, and he really was trying to get me to play his game, and I just wasn't having anything to do with it. And he was getting so frustrated and he was miserable from the get go. Just did not enjoy being out there and um, being separated from Colton. Was it, I mean, from um, Caleb, right. right? Yeah. Caleb, So
0: he didn't know that they were going to be separated maybe. Right. Uh-huh.
1: And so, and because nobody would play his game, he was not happy. Uh, Laura. Rupert's wife? Yeah, Rupert's right, Flora. Um, she was a, like a little bit of a fish out of water. Um, Laura Moret was, she's a character. I'll just say she was playing her game. But then you had Auris, who I loved Aris, I really, really loved him. And I wanted us to have an alliance and thought we could go a long way. But Tyson, oh. I knew Tyson was trouble, trouble, trouble. And Jervis, he was just hysterical. So the three boys, it was like you were talking about what do they leave on the editing floor. If they had left on screen what went on at camp, it would have been a hit comedy show. (laughs) Because I have never laughed so long and so hard, everything, I don't care what you said, those boys would turn it around into something that would just crack you up. And so at night, you know, I always had that game that we play high-low. Okay, tell me your high for the day, tell me your low for the day. Well, they took that as an opportunity to just tear you apart. So whatever you said your high was, they would find some comedic horrible thing to make that into or what was your low and you'd be like really sad about something that oh it was the anniversary of my dog passed away right before I left and they would make some horrible analogy of it and (laughs) we laughed so hard so hard I would love to have seen that yeah they would it would be great uh, if they put that in I understand, you know, they want the drama,
2: but now that I'm hearing you talk about this, I wish I got to see, you know, those moments because you can, you get little glimpses of the characters, you know, their real true character coming out, but they don't show it. I would have loved to see that interaction between you guys because you say in the second season, it was just a real group of people and you could relate. I feel like those genuine moments would have let people
1: relate to you guys more. Um, yes. And don't, I, and don't they do um, like behind the scenes things? Do they do you that? Can,
2: you can find some stuff online, I think, of behind the scenes of the episodes and things.
1: OK, and I've seen a few of those and I think they're hysterical. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're really funny. And you're exactly right. They are missing an element that they could put in the show that I think would be so good you know it doesn't have to be this drama it can be well you can have fun even if you're being tortured you can still have fun out there right and it makes for some great television really great television
0: what did you think about jeff um, probst said was one of the biggest moments in in survivor history sierra having to vote her mom out
1: it's, um, <laughs> I think they made it pretty dramatic, okay, because I it seemed you know?
0: logical, uh, to me, yeah, 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 okay.
1: But I think because like Katie and I are close, but it seems like Laura and her daughter they made it to be like you know, it's cutting off an arm or hmm. something like that. Whereas Katie and I was like, Yeah, if you can take me out, take me out. And it wouldn't have been, and I did, you know, I, I, in our challenge, I, by me winning my challenge, it meant Katie was going to have to leave. And she's like, mom, do it, Mm
2: -hmm. you know?
1: So, but it wasn't dramatic. It was a little sad, you know, we had a little sad boo-hoo moment, but it wasn't like dramatic. I don't think, I don't know if it made.
2: Well, I think it was dramatic for them. You could see they were just both sobbing. (laughs) 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 but i i like that i like to think my mom and i would do the same thing you know going in with the mentality it's like mom you gotta get booted for me to win like you're out of here sorry (laughs) i know you're
0: picturing all this cg this whole mother daughter thing (laughs) she
2: keeps like i think me and my mom should go on the amazing race i thought that would be very fun but i love hearing how you and katie had their relationship just to be like yeah mom like if it's gonna get you to the end I'll go, you know? And I just think that's, that's a great way to play the game. Like it takes some of the drama out of it and makes it just a fun experience that you guys can remember and talk about for the rest of your life, which I, I love hearing the behind the scenes parts of this.
0: What was it like once you won redemption Island, did you, it was, it was Sierra was like, calm down, Tina, you're going, talking to Monica too much or something. There was like how you were trying to flip her at, at, you know, they made a big deal out of that in the edit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and I felt so bad because Monica said she felt bullied by me, Oh no. but what I didn't know was I didn't know that Monica had an alliance with the guys. And so she would come over and she has a very low, projecting voice and so she would come over and talk strategy with me and I'm like they can hear you and you're jeopardizing my game and s- stop doing it and she kept on and on and I was getting really frustrated so it I'm sure it did come across as me bullying her but I was just trying to get her to not Even talk your to game me, you know in yeah. control. Yes. yeah Yeah. So, but I did feel bad because I I don't want to bully anybody, Uh you know, but I, and then it was like, it wasn't until after I watched the season that I'm like, "Ah, well, no wonder she had an alliance with those people.
0: (laughs) I think it's amazing. It's such a fascinating, like human experiment that when you break these things out, and then you're doing it every day and you're on thinking about strategy and people and it's a con like this constant constant vigilance that uh it creates by the end you are creating a lot more drama and like i said the, the tribal council jeff flat out is asking you to explain like you're outing yourself to to people constantly in the tribal council mm-hmm. which i don't think was um was normal in the first few seasons right people yeah. were keeping yeah. things and you have to, to be careful Yeah,
1: you have to be real because it's Jeff's job. And (laughs) I think it was an all star. Jeff was getting really like. He he didn't like it if you evaded a question, Mm. he didn't like it if you didn't answer it in a way that he liked. And he would I mean, he was nasty. He was nasty to us. And I think that he got called out um, because everybody who goes into play, one of the big excitements is getting to meet Jeff for the first time. And, you know, he's up on this pedestal, but he was being a nasty person. And I think he got called out. And so by the time I went back for season 27, um, he was back to being the Jeff that we all know and love. But you have to be very careful because he's he's like the another player in the game, you know, so you have to. uh, Right. So his comment, his commentary
0: can influence.
1: Yes. Right. Because he knows everything that's going on,
2: everything that you guys don't know. So he's trying to poke and. Interesting.
0: You to reveal
1: your game and information. Yes.
0: Never thought of that. Had never thought yeah. of that. That's a great. So you
1: have to be careful question. and not answer like even lie. If he might ask you a certain question and you just need to lie because if you answered it truthfully, you're in trouble.
0: Wow. <laughs> right. Well, we're coming to the end, but I just have to have a couple more questions. Um, what? I mean, we've probably touched on it, but. What life lessons did survivor teach you? Anything you carry with you today? I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. The things that I've I've mentioned, just the um, what my true grit is. I know how tough I am, and everything's relative. Nothing. I, there's nothing that I can go through in life that I can't compare it to something harder, and it seemed not quite as terrible. Right. And I think,
2: um, our last and biggest question, which I love to ask this question because I like to think of it as you're giving me some advice, but if you could tell your younger self anything right now, what would you tell them? What advice would you give her?
1: Mm -hmm. It's not about you. Life is not about you. Life is about what you give to other people, how you treat other people, what you do for other people how you interact with other people. You know, I love the fact that I won Survivor, but I'm more proud of the fact that I did it without having any votes cast against me mm-hmm. because it tells me, Tiny, you're doing life right. You know, whenever we die, you know, you're not going to have a monument in your name. You're going to be remembered by how you treated other people. And those are the people that are going to be at your funeral service, you know. And so... I really, I, I my life is not about me. I I can, I don't have anything about me that I wake up with and I want this or I want to do that or me, me, me. You know, it's like we went to uh, lunch today at Chipotle and there was a guy sitting beside us at lunch. And, you know, my mom strikes up this great engaging conversation with this guy in Chipotle. And I just love the fact that you know we're having fun in life by having these engagements with other people and taking an interest in other people wherever we go. And um it's it's just fun. Life is just fun. I think that
0: comes from self-love. If we have true self-love, then we have that to give, and those that have a difficult time being of service to others or thinking in the mindset that you're saying, like, it really isn't about me might be lacking some self-love. And in that respect, if you find that you're, if that you're acting with self-centeredness, it might be time for one to actually think about how much do you, how kind are you to yourself? Because you can only Mm -hmm. be as kind to other people as you are to yourself.
1: Exactly. And, you know, I, I haven't, I don't think that I've, at a place in my life that I've been here my entire life, Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, anytime there is something that's out of balance, I'm like, okay, what's out of balance? And what can I do to fix it? Every New Year's Eve, for New Year's, I'm like, okay, am I working too much or too little? Am I playing too much or too little? What, what are things that I need to change or focus on this new year? You know, I've always, I just want to be the best version of me that I can be. And that's my goal.
0: I love it. On that note, thank you so much. Um, you're Tina, living. I'm so glad that you were able to do this and, um, man, it's just been a joy to watch you and, oh. uh, yes, the queen, queen of survivor, the first winner of survivor. We're just we so are honored. <laughs> honored
2: to have you on here. Uh, so thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. I know you're preparing for your trip and everything, but this has truly been so much fun and I'm so uh, grateful we had the chance to talk to you.
0: Yes, we can, well, thank all, we you, can all take a lesson. Yeah.
1: You're so sweet. Well, I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much. Yes. We're, we're, um, I, I think, uh, I've converted
2: her into a survivor fan
0: now. It's, it's just wild <laughs> how many different twists and turns they come up with to, to the point because and, and, you know, what we've learned is there's been a huge population that started watching maybe in the middle of the seasons and have never watched the first few seasons. And uh, it's a big I mean, you were part of something so, so impactful culturally, um, and it's really fascinating to watch the human experiment. And I just think you do it right. And some people have a more difficult time than others. But um, I think you're definitely an example of, of how one not just in the game, but how one goes through life as well. So
1: thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, everyone. Uh, we'll say goodbye to Tina. And with that being said, Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches. <laughs> wait, wait, wait.
1: Yeah. You want to do it with this. us,
2: Tina? Say bye, bitches. Sure. With us. Okay. Sure. Ready? Yeah. Bye, bye, bye bitches. bitches.
0: <laughs> Thanks again to Tina for joining us. And thank you, listeners. Please follow, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like to watch us. Check it out on YouTube for additional content and live Zooms. Please head over to our Patreon. Your support very much helps us and we want to meet you. Follow CG at CG Mirror on Instagram and TikTok and follow me at the Melinda Clark on Instagram and TikTok and also the by bitches. It's called at by bitches podcast on Instagram. And that being said, thanks for being here, CG. Bye,
2: Bye. bitches. Bye bitches.